Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 118. Have you ever thought of doing an emotional and mental declutter? There has been a lot of talk about how minimising or decluttering your home can help you with your mental and physical health. But equally important is to declutter your emotions and your mind. These are often overlooked, but can and do help improve your mental and physical health much quicker than just a physical declutter alone. If you want to set this as a challenge, then set your intentions and allow yourself time to complete each one before moving on to the next item in the list I'm going to read out. It's also good to ask for support from a friend you know will support you unconditionally. You'll need a journal and a piece of paper or online planner system to begin. Set your personal policies. These allow you to say no and protect your mental health. Ask yourself what these policies would look like for your life. To figure this out, ask yourself. 1. What do you love, like, resent, feel bitter about? 2. What could you live with or without today? 3. Have I allowed something I shouldn't have? 4. Is anyone pulling you off your life path? Review your answers, not just about your current situation, but also about past events and people. This will allow you to see if you have patterns that repeat themselves. Remember, you don't have to justify yourself to anyone. Having your personal policies allows you to prepare in advance and you can have a response ready in case 1. Someone oversteps boundaries with you or 2. You find yourself feeling better or resentful. Write down what you would say in response to different scenarios and practice these. Think through how you might respond in these situations, how you feel and work your response out in return. The standard, let me think about that and get back to you, works, so don't be afraid to use it. Decide what you do or don't care about. Make a list, a big list of everything, and I mean everything you think about, even things you haven't made up your mind about yet. Keep this list either on your computer or tablet or in a planner so you can add to it as you think of more things. Then highlight what you care about, what you really care about. Now discard the rest. As these are mental and energy drainers, let them go. Even on the understanding, you'll come back to them sometime next year or sometime in the future to review them again. Free up mental and emotional space for what you really care about. It lets your brain know it doesn't have to think about them even on a subconscious level. Evaluate your commitments. Where are you spending your time and with whom? Write these down in your journal. Are you taking on other people's responsibility? Write these down. If you're unsure if it's your responsibility, ask a friend for help with this exercise. List out all your responsibilities on a daily or weekly basis and then review each one. If you are doing someone else's job, etc., it's time to hand them back. Stop immediately if you can or give yourself a deadline of when you'll stop. If you can't stop something, then ask for help. 
if you are doing an unfair share of a job then ask your colleagues or family for more support what is happening in your routine that brings you no joy no value or you don't care about write these down in your journal now can you cut any of these out so you can spend more time on things that bring you happiness add items or things to your planner that do bring you more happiness if you don't put them in you won't actually do them but never overcommit yourself you need downtime plus if your timetable is unrealistic you won't stick to it remember you're trying to declutter if you need a free course and worksheets on this you can come and join my free group there is a link to it in the original blog identify your negative beliefs these negative beliefs might be unconscious at first but even allowing yourself to bring these to the forefront will help you examine and confront them if you're feeling stuck examine one area of your life at a time one what are your beliefs about this area of your life two is there a particular event or thing that happened to make you feel this way or have this belief three are there emotional experiences that contributed to this belief four are you making assumptions about this area of your life five determine what you are gaining from this belief six ask yourself have you ever gone against this belief really pull this belief apart look for evidence for and against this belief and decide whether you will keep or discard it now now think about what your future would be like without this belief you can also do this exercise with positive beliefs so you can build the positivity around this belief further bring in some gratitude write down 10 things you're grateful for in your life today you could start with just three each day be as specific as you can be write down one way how you could practice gratitude if you don't practice gratitude already begin today gratitude is the fastest way to boost your mental health cut your goals or have at least one goal for this year find out your why for goals that you want in your life first this will keep you going long after the motivation has left if you have a lot of goals you'll get distracted and you'll be unable to focus on getting them all done if you simplify to just one goal at a time you can give it your full focus you can still write out all your goals just prioritize them and decide which one you'll tackle first then move on to the next goal make larger goals into smaller steps to boost your confidence as you'll get quicker wins from finishing them brain dump at least once a week get everything out of your head on a regular basis if you can do this at least once a week it will help you to become more focused again this allows your doing mind some time off especially at night so your sleep should improve as a result you can tie this in with reducing your commitments goal setting and writing your weekly to-dos simplify your to-do list by now you should have eliminated a lot from your list of priorities now it's time to use your planner to help you plan out your, your weekly to-do list prioritize one large item only on a daily basis plus two to four small things only make sure your to-do list doesn't contain project steps that last several days remember it's all about having manageable to-do items on your list each morning you don't need a large list to feel like you've achieved stuff once you've ticked them off 
If you still find you can't manage to get things done each day, then your list is either unrealistic or not doable. So ask for help or break each item down further into doable steps. Plan a continual stop list. Set up a list for this on your computer, your tablet or at the back of your planner. These items are most likely one of two things. One, other people's responsibility you need to stop doing. Two, or bad habits you want to change. Remember, you need to add in a good habit for everyone you are trying to delete. Review this list each week and add to it. You're not allowed to add anything on this list back into your life or schedule. Plan a self-care day each week. Book time in for yourself in your planner. If you can't get a day for yourself, then one hour or half a day will do. But you do need some self-care space just for you. If you don't, you'll find that time is being taken by other people or their things. Choose activities that help you unwind and feel restful. Make a list of things you'd like to do or try, then schedule them into your self-care day. The whole idea behind this is to make you feel less stressed, lighter and motivated for the coming week. Again, don't overschedule this time either as it's meant to be relaxing. Practice being present. Block out time for meditation. Even three to five minutes to start with helps. Set a timer or alarm on your phone to remind you to take this time in your day to recharge your batteries. You can also wear a bracelet or ring to remind you to stay present during the day every time you look at it. Some people also set their background screen on their computer, tablet or phone. This picture reminds you to be present each time you see it. You could make a simple design with the words stay present written on it. Each time you see this image, just take a couple of deep breaths before continuing on with your day. And this will make a big difference for your mental health. You could also get out in nature for at least 15 minutes a day, preferably at lunchtime, especially in the winter. Pick a positive media source to follow. Instead of the daily news feed or social media, get some positive resources you can read or listen to. Read positive or motivating books or blogs. Read self-help or positive informational or uplifting books, podcasts you find relaxing also. Don't forget some funny videos or films too. Minimise anything negative that you listen or watch. This is feeding your mind with negative events or things and these only reinforce negative messages in your brain. At times we are aware of their daily impact on our stress as it may be on a subconscious level. Build a team of supporters. Build up a group of friends. Having at least one friend who supports you unconditionally is so beneficial to your mental health. Add people as you go. Professionals can also be added if you need support such as your GP or main doctor, consultants, therapists etc. Delete negative people from your life. Start by creating a list of everyone in your life at this moment and look to see who supports you or not. Now eliminate those that don't or at the very least minimise contact with them. Try to move further away from these negative people over time and increase time spent with positive supporters instead. Review your physical space. Creating an environment that supports you is important. Wherever you are at in your life right now, at home, in work, college or school, decluttering everything in your home or at work if you can and having a space for everything cuts down on mental clutter also. There's nothing worse than facing a home with lots of clutter that needs cleaning on a daily basis after a full day's work too. Start with one room. I'd recommend your bedroom as you need at least one restful room just for you. 
then move on to the next room. Again, start small. Plan out doing decluttering for half an hour or one hour slots per week and review every item. Donate, recycle or get rid of items that no longer bring you happiness. Yes, you can get rid of all those unwanted presents. Someone might be happy to receive them. Look at where your money is going. Finances are a huge stressor for people. In fact, it's one of the biggest stressors. When we declutter our physical space, we can start to take note of where we are spending our money. We can think about where we prefer to spend or save our money. Sometimes we don't want to look at our finances, especially if we're having financial difficulties. But it's better to reach out for help. And I have discussed this in greater detail on a blog in Finances and Honesty. You can find a link to it in the description below. There can be a lot of emotions involved in decluttering. So please remember, one, progress, not perfection, is a good motto to live by here. You can only do your best and that is perfectly fine. Only do what you can. Don't feel you need to push yourself further. Two, a lot of emotions can come up when we declutter, not just our physical space, but our minds as well. You may find yourself feeling physically exhausted by any of these exercises. So be prepared for that. Give yourself time and patience. There's no rush. It's certainly not a race and you're in no competition with anyone. Three, if you find yourself struggling at any stage, stop and ask for professional help. Work with me. Remember, you are allowed to ask for support. No one is an island. If you need extra support, then you can also work with me. We all struggle with stress and overwhelm from time to time. If you find this has become a problem for you and you'd like some support, then schedule an appointment with me. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post and I'll place a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 